Jeff Goldblum explaining chaos theory to Jimmy Fallon. Humanizing Trumpy Poo on your show by rubbing his flop top hair like he's the Great Dane you never had. Fallon gets defensive for once in his endlessly charmed, borderline, edgeless, frictionless life. Had no idea the bit would blow up in our face when a real-life skinhead never emerged. Flynut's trap. Holla! Comedy record 109. Uprooting. Somber. Holla! For my A++++ Narcissus brother, inspiring the title. Thank you! Very much. Also, last time I checked, Resistor Nation, make Nazi Germany great again wasn't Trumpy Poo's campaign slogan. Dude, Younger Brother says this past weekend, have you shown your kids Goodfellas yet? I say, pop more heroin pills. Your brain hasn't taken enough of a beating yet. Brother adds, I got a tad misty when Ray Liotta died. I say, because you waste your life taking more heroin pills after being revived by a narc gun? Well, I'm still treated like the deplorable fella by mom and dad for being guilty of supporting Trumpy Poo on my podcast for free before he pushed the amazing clot shot that dug Ray Liotta's hole in his heart and premature grave without selling coke behind Paulie's back. Younger brother asks, I didn't know the kids ate meat now. I clarify, kosher meat only. I've only been a practicing kosherian comedian for the past two years, resulting in 100 and nine comedy records, such as the Kosheterian Offensive, Big Mouth Moses, and the Pig-Headed Jew. Rabbi Lives for comedy record 110, coming right up. Holla! For Divine Powered Intervention. In my case, that meaning three unplanned favorites. That being my three children. Because I never mastered the art of the pump fake. Holla! Thank you! Very much! Pretend you're trying to keep track of how many more heroin pills you can pump your next woman for all she's worth. Her credit card line and punctured, ruined heart included. Sweet Jane lives. Holla! The Good Man Project published my letter to God about breaking my kosherian diet for a night because I sensed it ruining 
Cheap Trick perform live at Budokan at Fold the Capital Theater on, on Valentine's Day, which was an avoidable shame. <laughs> because my wife was pushing me to try her shrimp and grits prior with divine powered fury. Like a religious fanatic freak who insisted I watch The Passion after all these years to prove my undying love of promoting Jesus Jew killer theories about Jewish ancestors six degrees separated from Don Rickles being responsible for heckling the Romans into crucifying the original super Jew to death. I'm sorry, wrong target audience. You booked stadium seating to see Apocalypto on Fandango six million months in advance. In between, I pen the great American Jew novel that gives birth to the do-it-all-dad hero comedy tale about the first ever kosher smoked brisket cheesesteak sandwich truck that uses a plant-based cheese whiz, which produces a series of career launching friendships that prove do-it-all-dad isn't the last self-loving Jewish New Yorker after all. Can I get a holla for my logline, punchy pitch prowess, and for the Midwest Book Review, hailing the hardcore hilarity in the Great American Jew novel, which proves that I wasn't too pushy, Jewy annoying for the Heartland's taste. Holla! Uprooting somber. Thank you very much. Times of Israel produces my blogs when I was a guest blogger for more than two weeks. <laughs> Those pieces including the Wailing Wall of Metal. Back to Hebrew school and growing up kosherian putts for brains before they fired me from a free guest blogger position for insisting Andrew no I won't jump off my own bridge Como for finally finding a way to kill old school Italian grandma without throwing her off the train while having to die all alone under his all-knowing morally grounded watch no less while all the shipped in hospital beds sent in by Trump got less touches than a Bible at a bathhouse colony in Provincetown. Can I get a holla for never forgetting all of our loved ones who were forced to die alone because people couldn't handle Chumpy Poo's tweets. God, an eye for an eye. And I'm not calling you motherfucker God, but I want these motherfuckers to pay. Holla! And all you hospitals too getting 30 grand per patient to hook them on a ventilator to die alone for no apparent reason because you can't deal with Trumpy Poo hitting back at the bully media twice as hard. Go walk yourselves a long time. Holla! Uprooting somber. Thank you! Very much! Would you like an example? America, Ghana, France, Germany, my people on SoundCloud. 
Should we go freaking viral already? My chest. 109 comedy records later. Yes, I like to berate you and talk down to you like I'm Lou Reed with a uh, bigger cock to fuck my own ass with. Ha! But again, my father, this is a prime example of A plus narcissistic behavior. So I decided, you know what, Times of Israel, non divisive topic. You know, the one proud moment my father talks about is. What an amazing job I did delivering my flub-free half Torah portion. The only time I spent any like quality like Bonnie telling me as a kid, right? It certainly wasn't him teaching me a half-form, half-ass hook shot. <laughs> that got me nowhere in life. So I share the article. It's about Eddie Van Halen, and I talk about how his ultimate legacy, even more so than being this hair metal god shredder extraordinaire, was that he gave his son, Wolfgang, the love of creating, and that he was quoted as saying he couldn't wait to run to his son to make music with him when he was eventually born. And I quote Wolfgang. Wolfgang says, you know, best father ever. And I use a line of mine from Doodle Dad Does Jokes from the back cover. It's that says this in relation to Eddie Van Halen, the son, and my children. Which answers the question, why do kids love back? And the answer to that million dollar question is this. Why do kids love back? Because you make them feel like the center of your universe instead of the reverse. And when you say, I love you. It doesn't sound manufactured horse like you're pushing the issue to avoid a divorce. And what's my father's takeaway about this? Yeah, so my takeaway from this is that I'm a shitty father. Well, actually, come think with that. You're actually pretty observant after all. So um, maybe there was a career for you to be uh, a poor man Seinfeld. Holla! Thank you! Very much. <laughs> so, putts for brains. They fired me from a guest blogger job for making fun of Andrew. No, I won't jump off my own bridge, Cuomo. For also making fun of his alleged sex symbol status. Because, which makes 0.0, .0 sense, because last time I checked, the Thug and Armani. Andrew Black Eyes looks like the thing, and Mama Fratelli from the Goonies had a baby. Jackie Mason lives, running on shtick till the end of time. And I feel fine. As long as I don't blow up my voice yelling at my mom again. Holla! Thank you! Very much! Then again, bro, I don't know why I waste my breath. Then again, only a scheming A++ scumbag like yourself would coin expressions such as 100% happy after rehab, assuming you could afford enough coke to impress your friends and keep your ego afloat. Don't blame yourself for sending mom to the loony bin in her mind after she invested all her hopes and dreams. For a star-studded seed in you to bloom, 
which is like waiting for Hunter Biden, a.k.a. Sir Snowdalot, to give up blow for blow painting after the election steal was in the bag. But being a lying, degenerate, sleaze, who causes more collateral damage than Agent Orange isn't your fault. It's the demons who raised you in the snuggle soft confines of Westchester County, only 20 minutes away from your third generation cocaine dealer, Julio Silverblade III from Washington Heights. So don't fret. Jesus forgives. Or God. If you believed more in the Old Testament God, assuming. You fess up to making Hunter Biden come across as a slacker, underachiever in comparison. Just say, Jesus, God, I'm a self-serving cunt for brains who makes the Clinton Foundation appear like a charitable foundation for others. But you can't blame me completely for trying to demean my big brother's surging comedic mojo because it only makes my parents love my big brother less than they do already. <laughs> because we played 0, 0.0 role in the development of his fast-forward funny ego. I'd make out with mom if he could score me in advance on some of that inheritance money already. Mama's boys oblige. Plus, dad is on my side no matter what. He loves cleaning up my messes more than retelling stories about how he was the Jew in shining armor from the Bronx who saved mom from a life of abject poverty, distress in Kentucky before he retired and rode off into the sunset with mom in Arizona against her will with his head held high despite his shoulders collapsing if you decide to hug him with real deal reciprocatory feeling for all time's sake. <laughs> Who cares if dad's nickname on the streets of the Bronx growing up was trips on curbs? I only care about being 100% happy on my terms. Me, not you, gets to be Anne Rand without the talent. It's not my fault. A plus narcissism is our family tradition. Hank Williams Jr. lives. Fast forward funny. Holla! Uprooting somber. Thank you! Very much! How do I explain Anthony Bourdain's decision to abandon his daughter permanently under non-work-related conditions after learning jiu-jitsu to protect her? Choking one out to Ronda Rousey wasn't enough to keep him hanging on? No, I tell my daughter in the end when Bourdain posed topless next to Iggy Pop, it was the godfather of punk rock grunge who looked like the druggy, bloaty, lost soul one. But Bourdain questioned whether he was loved by anyone, HBO. Construction workers whistled at him on his way to work. David Chang refrains from dropping consecutive F-bombs in his presence for fear of interrupting his friend's killer flow 
on no reservations and beyond. Eric Repair couldn't be bothered to profess what an edgeless hack he felt in his presence along the French countryside, despite his exacting preparation of Dover Soul for hedge fund managers in town to swap tips on when to short Merck after the FDA bust them for selling fake news morning after pills. Killing mediocrity. Bourdain lives. Holla! A brooding somber. Thank you! Very much. Every. George Carlin bit. Everything you were taught was bullshit. Plus, your dad doesn't have a monopoly on the distant dad prick market. I'll take your dad's collapsed shoulders and torso while going in for a hug over an Irish kiss from dad despite winning top toes at Toastmasters International before blowing his paycheck on Bushmills 20-year Irish whiskey at the bar soon after. Toasting is for fat, drunk Irish losers and bloated, blowhard Kennedys on speedboats off the coast of Hyannisport, cruising for late-night date chow rendezvous with great whites, a brooding somber holla! These days, I can't tell whether I like to hear any stand-up comedy besides my own material after performing more sheets of comedy gold on my Pause Daddy podcast for free. I try. Robert Klein, I'm an annoying Jew who should be teaching American history at Hunter College for a living. Paula Poundstone is fine if you want to hear her badger an audience for five hours about what they do for a living besides long for fashion police on entertainment television in her presence before Kelly Osbourne teamed up with Trans Chucky and ruined the show's legacy forever. Now, watching Gilbert Gottfried make an audience cringe and laugh wholeheartedly at the same time never disappoints. Like the period out of having to bang your wife on her birthday again, a personal favorite bit by Gilbert the Great was telling a crowd at the Montreal Comedy Festival about learning how John Phillips from the Mamas and Papas used to climb up to his daughter's bunk bed and nail her for years. Then, Gilbert the Great says, I can't even get my daughter to hold my hands while crossing the streets. All I want her to know is that her Barbie dream house didn't pay for itself. Now this is a shining example of uprooting somber and how comedy possesses the power to make flawless light from unfathomable abhorrence in this world by using his slight case of personal dejection in the service of getting a laugh for the greater good. Just like me adding. So that's why in the song California Dreamin', when dad gets on his knees and pretends to pray, he's just screaming, holy fucking Christ, I can't bang my 
Lolita, Blues Away on a Winter's Day. United, we laugh. Gilbert the Great proved it every day. Thank you, Gilbert the Great. Very, very much.